Are you ready? Look at me, Dad. I'm dancing. I'm dancing, Dad. I'm dancing. Shut up. You think you could tell us what to wear? We now have an uh, introduction to this episode. I'm Flemerald. And I am no gimmicks needed. Bow to the masters. Break it down. We are celebrating one of the greatest factions of all time, in my opinion. Is that the opinion of you? No gimmicks? Uh, yeah, I was trying to think of something funny to say, and I just like, failed so bad. Because <laughs> I was, was going to try and find like a really terrible tag team to... Uh... We've got an hour-long episode dedicated to the Truth Commission. <laughs> no, we don't. No. We are, of course, talking about Hall of Fame-bound Degeneration X. We're totally not just jumping on the bandwagon because they're going into the Hall of Fame, you know. To be fair, I'm going to be completely open and honest about this. Oh, first of all, we are the Gems of Wrestling. Download us, iTunes, Stitcher, Buzzsprout. Look us up on Facebook. Contact us. Feel free to talk to us. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us we what you don't want to hear. Friends. 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 You can't say that in a Degeneration X episode. <laughs> Degeneration, they were known for not having friends. They were <laughs> enemies of everyone. Yeah, but we're not Degeneration X. No, we're not, but we are here to celebrate Degeneration X. We are indeed. And to be fair, I've had this plan for a long time. As I was watching uh, Raw, I was watching every episode of Raw right from the beginning, 93. Yeah. And I decided once I reached uh, WrestleMania 14, 1998. I decided from then I'm going to chronicle everything Degeneration X do on a week-to-week basis. And I was going to put it in an episode. You are a madman. Well, I did it. I did it from 98 to 99 when, as we'll get into, it's... That's 52 weeks of Degeneration X. And then when we decided to do this episode, when DX were announced for the Hall of Fame, I decided to go back and watch from 97 through to 98, the original run of Degeneration X. That's fair enough. But we are jumping on the bandwagon and releasing it now because... Because <laughs> why not? I do love the way that Triple H has Trojan horsed China into the Hall of Fame. It's <laughs> brilliant. Everyone knows how... With a bunch of guys piling out of a giant wooden horse. People are complaining about it, like... To but me, no, but everyone's been shouting for, for years. Everyone thinks that China should be in the Hall of yeah. Fame. And the only reason she isn't is because of her extracurricular activities. Exactly. But Sonny's in the Hall of Fame. She's going into the Hall of Fame for her work with DX as yeah. part of DX. So it's kind of nullifying everything else she did after that. What did she do after that? She had the Eddie thing. That was good. Mm-hmm. Latino Heat, Mamacita. That was brilliant. Latino. Don't get me wrong. That was good. After that, what did she do? Was she in DX when she was the first woman to enter a Royal Rumble? She was. Okay. Um, and she was... I guess she was... What about when she was the IC champ? No, she was on her own there, so I guess that so they, doesn't negate I mean, that. I think that's probably the biggest accomplishment for her. Mm, fair if point. you think about it. You, you, if, if you're going to look at the biggest accomplishment in a woman's career during the Attitude Era, I think winning the second best title in the company probably trumps everything else. Good point. You've just <laughs> you've just whipped your stick out and poked a hole in my theory. So, uh, thank Massive you for that. hole as well. The big gaping hole in my theory. That's because I swung it around a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Innuendos, it's a DX episode, what do you expect? <laughs> Are you ready? Sure. <laughs> okay, okay, we are going to jump in at 
Uh, just want to quickly gloss over the majority of 97 pre-DX, but Shawn Michaels sort of turning into this character. Shawn and Brett, they've been trying to have a match for a long time. WWF wanted them to have that WrestleMania rematch. From the Iron Man match at WrestleMania 12, here we are at WrestleMania 13 in 97, but the match doesn't happen. Why? Well, Shawn wins the belt from Sid at the Royal Rumble, and then on February 9th, he has a match alongside Austin against Brett and Sid at a house show. Four days later, he's relinquishing the belt due to injury. Oh, did he not lost his smile? And I have to go back and I have to find my smile because somewhere along the line, I lost it. He did lose his smile. It was that time. Do you know what? So iconic. Even my six-year-old knows about that. <laughs> Come on. I know he was a baby face at the time, but that is the most ridiculous. I mean, even in 97, come on. We're, we're heading towards the Attitude Era. NWO's been going strong for a, a year. You know, this reality-based thing is is really kicking off. And Shawn Michaels is there saying, my mum said I've lost my smile. <laughs> Please take some time away. <laughs> to find my smile. You'll never live that down because it's embarrassing. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> And Bret Hart publicly states that this is a fake injury. He's quite happy to tell everybody that he believes it's not real. This is around the same time that um, Shawn Michaels comes back with the sunny days. A little bit later on, but yes. May 12th, Shawn Michaels is still not wrestling, but he's in the ring. He's being lambasted by Bret Hart, who is he's a heel at this point. He's formed the Hart Foundation. Mm. And uh, yeah, Bret's absolutely blasted him. Bret's in a wheelchair. And the idea is, at the end of the segment, Shawn Michaels is going to super kick Brett because they're heading to a match in at King of the Ring. Iconic moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happens is Brett goes over time and Raw goes off the air while he's still verbally assaulting yeah, Shawn. Yeah, that's why the Sunny Days thing came about because when they actually look at the TV taping, there's no conclusion. It's just it's just Brett running him down. Exactly. And even though on Shotgun the following Saturday they showed footage of... After Raw went off the air, Sean did super kick Brett, but Sean was still Shotgun Saturday night. Shotgun Saturday night, yeah. I think we covered that, didn't we? Did we? Uh, I don't know. Have a look on Buzzsprout and... Stitcher. iTunes. <laughs> and iTunes. May 26th, Shawn Michaels returns to action, winning the tag belts from Owen and the Bulldog. Oh. So just continuing this Heart Foundation uh, rivalry with Shawn Michaels. So, who was the Heart Foundation at the time then? Was it Owen, Brett... Bulldog, Bulldog Nightheart, Nightheart, and Pillman. Obviously. <laughs> he, he trained in the dungeon. Fly, flying Brian just like pops in there <laughs> like, hey, are you? Loose cannon, yeah, anti-America. Because it was at the time when the Hat Foundation were massive baby faces everywhere in the world, apart from the United States. In the United States, they were the biggest heels. And it was such an interesting dynamic, and they made it work, because... One week they're in Canada being cheered on Raw. Yeah. The next week they're in America being booed and vice versa for Sean and Austin yeah. and all these people that were rivaling them. June 9th, Brett and Shawn Michaels fight backstage <gasps> with uh, reportedly a clump of Shawn Michaels' hair being pulled out. Shawn Michaels then threatens legal action for an unsafe working environment and he's now out of action for up to eight weeks. July 14th, Sean returns as it was in his hometown, so he was just hanging about at home anyway. Sean appealed to the boss man, Vince McMahon. At this point, I, thought he, I thought he meant the big boss man. <laughs> no, no, no. He's like, what? He was, obviously Vince was just the commentator at this point, but Sean's openly saying, boss man, 
please Ooh. let me be involved in SummerSlam. He was on his hands Ooh. and knees begging, and Vince was laughing, but it looked a bit uncomfortable because he wasn't known as the owner at this point. Possibly. Out in Vince McMahon as the boss. It, it was one of the, it was definitely a, a sort of shift in uh, like attitude. Sean's come back and he's been like, you know what, boss man, please put me in SummerSlam, some capacity. Uh, July 21st, Shawn Michaels does a version of Suck It to the Nova Scotia crowd who are booing him. Because, obviously, he's opposing Bret Hart, even though he's the babyface and Bret's the heel. Because Canada was bizarro world at this point. <laughs> Everyone knows why USA doesn't fall in the ocean, and that's because Canada sucks, says Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Seems legit. And he gets faggot chants in uh, response. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. that doesn't sound very Canadian. No, I hope they apologise after. <laughs> they, probably, they probably did, I'm sure they did. Uh, Sean announces he'll be in the flag match tonight. Apparently they're having a flag match and he'll be the referee at SummerSlam. Cool. Hunter ironically became a face for this one night as he was opposing the Patriot. And it was during this match between Hunter and the Patriot where Brett and Vince had that famous scuffle, you know, where it became a bit of a hockey fight where Vince pulled Brett's uh, jersey over his head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a famous, famous moment here in Canada. Oh, I'd love one of them. A bit of hockey jersey. Yeah. Uh, Shawn Michaels is off-screen attacked by the Hart Foundation and he is out of the flag match. Hmm. Seems to do a lot of whatever the fuck he wants. Exactly, he? Shawn this, Michaels. Throughout '97, he's just flip flopping. I mean, he's had—he was injured from February to what was it, June? Injured. Quote unquote injured. Funny he is. Um, then he was out again from June to July, so he come back for a he little while. He's not fancy working. He, like, he yeah, didn't. Like... And here he is. He was supposed to have a match, and then he he, he didn't because <laughs> he was off screen attacked. July 28th, Sean distracts Brett to lose to the Patriot. SummerSlam, Sean counts Brett's victory over The Undertaker after he... What happens is, Brett was going to use a chair, Sean took it off him. So Brett spat in Sean's face. So Sean swung the chair at Brett, who ducked, and he hit The Undertaker. And part of the, uh, the stipulation was that if Sean didn't... If he wasn't impartial... Mm he would not be allowed to wrestle in the USA ever again. As if Brett lost, he would not be able to wrestle in the USA again. So he had to count the three for Brett to win the belt from The Undertaker. Also at SummerSlam, it was announced that a UK-exclusive pay-per-view called One Night Only would take place, where Sean would challenge the Bulldog for the European belt. August 3rd, Sean scolds the fans for blaming him for what happened at SummerSlam. He believes he isn't accountable. He believes he did a good job. He will not acknowledge that it was a mistake. So he's turning heel here. To be fair, he kind of has a point. Go on. I mean, he he did the right thing by stopping Brett using the chair. Yeah. And I think it's only a natural reaction to have a swing at him when he gets... When Brett spits in his face. True. The fact to hit The Undertaker was (laughs) was an (laughs) error. Yeah. But... Who wouldn't react like that? You would, yes. Unless you're like a proper referee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, then you wouldn't spit in the face of a proper referee. So, moot point. Yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree. You're going to get spat in the face, you're going to react. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think it all played out as it should. August 11th, 
Sean responds to a Shawnee's gay chant with... Why don't you ask your sister and your mama how gay Sean is? Burn. Oh, well, let me go to the, let me go to the cabinet and get some cream for that burn. <laughs> Sean names himself the initial outlaw of WWF, and he won't stand for slaughter as the new commissioner. Ooh. Slaughter enters, and Sean says he won't do chin-ups for him. Obviously, mocking the rather large chin of Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, Sean also wipes his face as Slaughter's talking, insinuating that he's spitting all over him, which apparently was a genuine thing. He did do that. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Sean's thinking ahead as he feels his life is in danger due to officials being out to get him. He has an insurance policy, and he gestures, suck it to the crowd. Before it was an actual sort of DX trademarked, you know, gesture, yeah. he just sort of did it off the cuff. Later that night... HBK then tells Dude Love that, Dude Love, you ain't Shawn Michaels, you're not even yourself, you don't know who you are. So he's Ooh, I like it. Mocking Mick Foley, and during a match between Shawn Michaels and Mankind, Triple H and China come out to ringside, because they're feuding with Mankind at this point. Okay. They had a match at SummerSlam. I'm kind of glossing over Triple H at this point until yeah, it yeah. becomes more of a, a degenerate rather than just what he's doing in 97. Rick Rude then comes to ringside. He hits Mankind in the head with a chair after a trip by Hunter Hearst Helmsley, who <laughs> then held down Mankind and as Sean hit switching music to win the match. This is an interesting point for me as Mankind is sort of forever linked with Degeneration X. We'll talk about it a bit further on down the line, but the first match where Degeneration X are involved and causing problems is yeah. against Mankind. Okay. But, yeah, we'll see a theme as we go along. He's forever entwined with them. August 18th, Raw. Rick Rude was paid a handsome sum to get a job done, he tells us. Uh, Provide the money and Rude will provide the muscle, he says. Sean and Slaughter have a heated argument, which is muted. It's off microphone. Ooh. Yeah. Sean claims he's being thrown to the Lions by facing The Undertaker and Mankind, and he's got to face The Undertaker at Ground Zero, the next pay-per-view. Hunter is not his partner. Shawn Michaels doesn't need tag team partners. They're teaming up. Oh, yeah, look at all the tag team partners they've had in the past. They've all ended up on the end of a boot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Although they do end up teaming up that night. <laughs> and Shawn enters as a babyface. You know, he's really trying to get going with the crowd. But then he starts dry humping China. Yeah, so he's Orcs. sort of moving towards this kind of juvenile, edgy. edgy attitude that Degeneration X became known for. We're standing out here. Coming a true degenerate. Exactly, in August of uh, 97. Raw was preempted by the US Open at the end of August, beginning of September in 97. On the 5th of September, Friday night's main event, a show that was put in place of Raw, mm-hmm. Undertaker defeated Hunter Hearst Helmsley by DQ when Shawn Michaels interferes to chop block The Undertaker, who was attempting to chokeslam Rick Rude. Mm-hmm. So now Rick Rude's kind of bodyguarding Hunter, who right, okay, Sean yeah. has denied being in cahoots with, but then Sean comes out and shot blocks him. But then again, Sean is in a rivalry with The Undertaker, so it's kind of logical that yeah. he may come out and attack him, it just happens to be Hunter in the match. Yeah. 7th of September, Ground Zero in your house, a pay-per-view we'll get to watch in our In Your House chronology. Undertaker and HBK have an underrated classic. Would you like me to tell you the outcome of the match or would you prefer to wait to see it? I'll wait and see it. Okay, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it's an underrated classic. 
all of the Generation X get involved. So I'm just going to say that. I'm not going to tell you what happens. Fair enough. But 8th of September Raw, the next night, DX minus Rick Rude attacked the Bulldog on his way to a triple threat match against the Patriot and Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Again, Sean's looking towards the one that only pay-per-view, yeah. helping himself rather than help, helping Hunter. Hunter wins with a roll-up on Savio Vega, who was the man who replaced the Bulldog in the match. Okay. <laughs> for some reason. As Shawn Michaels held back the Patriot, DX stood in the ring with cheers, surrounded by the Bariquas. They're not called DX at this point, but I'm going to refer to them as DX because it's the collective unit of yeah. all four of them. Are they being, are they being touted as degenerates yet? Or they're still... Not yet. Not yet. That is all God, to this is come. a slow build, isn't it? Oh, God, yeah. HBK did commentary during that match, and he spoke quite frank about carrying the belt and saying how Vince wanted him to drop it, etc. Openly Ooh. discussing... So, breaking kayfabe on commentary in front of a national audience, a global audience. How the fuck did Vince put up with that? He obviously trusted in Sean's, uh, you know, his, his character in the story that was being told. He must have believed in it because there's no way Sean could just do this. You know, there's no way Sean's going to business well, for himself. Vince is definitely in on it to an extent. I know, but I... Sean already fucked up with the whole curtain call thing. Because hmm. he, Vince let him do it, but he didn't realise to what kind of extent they was going to do. And apparently, you know, he was fucking furious, wasn't when he? When he heard about it, because he wasn't there that night. Mm. Um, but he'd obviously given the green light for Sean to do it from a yeah. distance. Then when it happened and everyone was up in arms backstage, like how disrespectful and whatnot, Vince saw, obviously saw the footage because it got filmed. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's fuming. Which I'm not fucking surprised. On the 15th of September Raw, the famous uh, Gores Down the Shorts promo from Shawn Michaels. Vince, again, wasn't there that night. What's and Shawn had, a, Shawn had a promo with JR. And he came out in just a pair of tight, like, biker shorts. And what he did was he shoved a load of gauze, you know, like, bandage, mm. down his pants to enhance his, uh, his package. And he's there and he's jumping, he's doing the suck it in front of JR as he's trying to interview him. And JR genuinely is irked by the whole situation. He feels it's disrespectful to him. Um, disrespectful to the company. Exactly. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, for as shitty as WWE have treated JR at certain points in his career, yeah, um, he's very much a WWE guy. Isn't oh, he? he is, 100%. And I think what people believed here was because Vince wasn't there, Sean was taking liberties. Sounds like it. He got fined for it. Really? <laughs> he did, yes. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, the whole promo is just about winning the European belt. So the only belt he hasn't won and he wants to be a Grand Slam champion, fair enough. He talks about the first Hell in a Cell match, which is coming up at the next global pay-per-view, not UK exclusive, for yeah. In Your House Bad Blood. Oh, we get to see that, don't we? We do get to see that. And, and Sean's talking about how he's been put in this match because he is the man. Again, kind of breaking kayfabe by saying... They come to me because I can put a good match together. September 20th, we're at one night only, the UK exclusive pay-per-view. Hunter Hearst Helmsley pins Dude Love with the pedigree after China had put Hunter's foot on the rope. And Shawn Michaels won the European belt with an excruciatingly long figure four leg lock to the Bulldog. With Rick Rude, China and Hunter all pulling Shawn Michaels' arms for extra leverage. Yeah. That's... Totally how it works. Yes, yeah, it's ridiculous. If you put a figure four leg lock on someone, yeah, and you hold onto the rope, 
Does yeah. that count as getting leverage? I think? I maybe with the rope because you're lifting yourself off the mat, aren't mm. you? So you're distributing your weight further down your body yeah. to your legs to put more pressure on. Bear in mind, this match at one night only is taking place in the UK. Bulldog's also dedicated the match to his sister who is uh, fighting cancer at this point. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And just before the figure four leg lock is applied, Sean takes off uh, Bulldog's knee brace because obviously he's having knee trouble at this point. Takes it off, throws it at Bulldog's wife who sat next to his ill sister. Yeah. Mm, That seems a little... Yeah, it's a bit... A No Hat Foundation member came out until after the match was over. So where's the logic in that? Where's the psychology of that? 22nd of September on Raw, it's announced that the winner of the Hell in a Cell match will be the number one contender for Bret Hart's uh, belt and will get a shot at Survivor Series. Hunter is scheduled to take on Dude Love, but Cactus debuts instead. (laughs) This is the famous moment I had to throw that (laughs) out there. Um, HBK calls out The Undertaker and Hunter tries to attack, but Undertaker spots it. But then HBK hits The Undertaker with a cheer. Rick Rude and China then join in, but Taker eventually chases them off. DX then attack Brett, and the two factions brawl until The Undertaker clears the ring with a double choke slam on Brett and Sean. Nice. It's kind of like the, uh, the, the, the dad of these two brothers that are fighting, just putting an end to it, like getting them both by the throat. And, oh, I, that's I like enough. To, I like to think that as being, because, I mean, it's always been said that Undertaker's a locker room leader. Yeah. And I... I I just like to, in my head, I've got those two are bickering like fucking children, and that's him going, right, both of you, stop. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! (laughs) Putting them both down, yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, Nothing, no, Sean, keep your mouth shut. No, Brett, no, don't want to hear it. 29th of September, Raw. All four degenerates are interviewed at the same time, so now they are sort of happily sort of mingling. Uh, they're ear-flicking Vince, they're bunny ears um, oh. behind his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And HBK hands over to Triple H by saying, unload on the WWF, it's what you've been waiting for. Pretty much giving him a, an open forum to break kayfabe and, and say what's on his mind. And he does. He says Vince has always been afraid of clicks. Yeah, and he does the sign. Yeah, yeah. He says the WWF is a spread-eagled whore for all the superstars that couldn't even lace his boots. Basically saying that Vince has just allowed the WWF to be fucked by everybody. Not wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Including the person on the mic. Ridiculous. (laughs) HBK is protecting his and Hunter's face with the European belt from Slaughter, who's announcing that Hunter... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love it. As he's telling us that Hunter will face The Undertaker tonight. Then they do their famous shocked faces. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And then they'll look at the camera and then they look at each other. First time they've done that here. I do do like that. (laughs) Hunter loses by DQ. Uh, They attacked before the match. They attacked The Undertaker. Then Rude with his briefcase got the DQ. As he obviously laid out The Undertaker. Then DX put The Undertaker in a body bag. He then sits up. Uh, as The Undertaker does, you know, in a spooky kind of imagery. Uh, Then Undertaker stalks HBK, but red light and smoke block the exits as DX are trying to escape. So Sean ends up climbing up onto the Titantron to escape The Undertaker. Love it. It's quite quite an iconic image. The Undertaker, Tombstone's Hunter. 
And that is the go-home Raw before Bad Blood on the 5th of October. Hell in a Cell match. It is, the first Hell in a Cell ever. Do you know the outcome of that match? Or, no, again, I don't. I think, I think, because everyone remembers the second Hell in a Cell match, don't they? More yes, than the first one. Yeah. Again, it's a fantastic match. It was, uh, I think Meltzer gave it five stars. So really? for Meltzer to be impressed with a WWF match, you know. <laughs> it's got to be good. For the people out there, if you don't know what happened at Bad Blood, look it up. Uh, as far as DX go, there's not much Degeneration X work going on. We will cover the Hell in a Cell match in full at, I think, episode 18 of our chronology oh, of In Your House. That, well, that's miles away. It is. But The 6th of October, Raw. DX give Michael Cole a wedgie. They call all the other icons of wrestling fossils. And the greatest force in wrestling is the click. Uh, they run footage of the curtain call. That's you, Triple H. Wait a minute. That's, hey, what is this? you were a bad guy. I was a good guy. Good guy. Like, yeah, roll the footage, and it's like, oh no, that's not last night. That's not bad blood. I've seen that. Well worked. Then they go over to the commentator's desk where Sean's asks if Vince's dad would be rolling in his grave at what's going on on Raw. Come on, you were an ass long before I made one out of you. Come on. So, oh. Burning Vince. Brett then calls Sean the lowest form of scum. Calls him nothing but a degenerate. Oh, here we go. Right. Um, Triple H stands for homo. The words of Brett Hart. Um, <laughs> Brett makes... <laughs> you can't do that in a fucking pro. You couldn't nowadays, could you? No, no. It's, I mean, Brett's a heel, but, you know... Even then, that's still a bit... Risque. Mm. Brett makes more money than all three of the men in the ring. Obviously calling China a man. Uh, <laughs> Rick Rude wasn't here at this point. Ooh. Yeah, so he's really going for it on unloading all of them. And they do the shock face skit once again, which become a bit of a trademark. Two words for Brett. Suck it. Which I think maybe the first time they ever said we got two words for you. Suck, Suck it. it. Again, organic. It wasn't like they planned it and go, right, this is going to be our catchphrase and we're going to yeah. do this. It's just... It, it came, that's what happened. It naturally happened. Hunter then beat Bret Hart by count out that night after yeah. Shawn Michaels hit the switching music on the outside and Bret couldn't get back in the ring. And during that match, Shawn Michaels blew his nose on the Canadian flag. Blow his nose, he'd stick it up his nose. He even did a bit of a, a dance where it's like he was hanging off the flag and it was waving him in the wind. 11th of October, Shotgun Saturday night. The Road Dog confronts Billy Gunn about teaming up. Billy Gunn's being managed by the Honky Tonk Man, and Road Dog basically says, So me and you together? Oh, I smell money. Willie Will, are you with me? Join me, we can be a tag team. Billy Gunn hits uh, Honky Tonk Man with the guitar, and New Age Outlaws are formed. Throwing that in there because, obviously, they're heavily linked with DX yeah, the, for the duration. Yeah, affiliate. Um, tag team aren't they they are and then eventually we'll get to um, them joining DX 13th of October Raw before the Hat Foundation get to speak DX appear on the screen Brett's getting old he's jerking the curtain on Shawn Michaels shows Hunter is younger better and bigger than Brett and as they say that good god you're going to put an eye out with that thing (laughs) so a bit of penis humour HBK is sick of Generation X getting a bad rap Generation X always is a bad guy. Everybody calls me Degenerate. Degeneration X. Is that us? Degeneration X. Officially named themselves Degeneration yeah, X. Okay. They do commentary during a Kammer and Owen match. Rude gives Hunter and HBK a banana each, which they're eating whilst doing commentary, obviously, suggestively. 
<laughs> Tell me where you think we hit the low point. You know what? What? No, I think we're hitting it <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> oh Jesus! Lola tries to get one as well, and he kind of talks as if he's a member of the Generation X. Like, hey, we're all heels. Yeah, yeah, I love you guys, Clay. But instead, Shawn Michaels tells Lola that he's nothing to do with us. I call the shots in the WWF, not you. Uh, he puts Lola down. So even the keel commentator is being mocked by, by DX. Him. Wow. No one is safe. Uh, they incite a brawl between the Nation and the Hat Foundation. And while that's going on, on the outside, Shawn Michaels is laid on his front with his like, hands on his chin. Oh, kicking his feet. Kicking his feet. Yeah. <laughs> Watching a brawl between the Nation and the Hat Foundation. <laughs> oh, my God. HBK and Flash Funk go to a no contest when Kane comes out. He chokes Lambs. Yeah, too cold Scorpio. Anyway, Kane was running a mock at this point. He debuted, so he was just coming out and attacking people. So he chokes Lamb and tombstoned uh, Flash Funk. Shawn Michaels then came out afterwards and pinned him. <laughs> well, Hunter was counted and China rung the bell and Rick Rude announced that the winner was Shawn Michaels. Hunter was supposed to face the Patriot. But Rude threw coffee in the Patriots' face and hit him with a briefcase. Slaughter makes a match where Amma Johnson will replace the Patriot against uh, Hunter and they salute Slaughter, tell him to suck it, and then they do the uh, sort of fists-up spoof towards Slaughter, (laughs) really mocking him. Mm. Uh, The Nation attack Amma Johnson and DX escape and they eat snacks on the ramp instead. (laughs) Popcorn, sodas... Um, yeah. There's another brawl going on. Shamrock and LED are involved against the nation, and yeah, DX are just looking like untouchable. Like no yeah. matter what happens, they're going to get off scot free, and they're going to have <laughs> the, the last laugh. And that will wrap things up for this episode. This is the end of part one of our history of the D Generation X. Join us again soon for part two, where we'll continue our chronology of. DX and the ups and downs of one of the longest lasting stables in WWE.